Yes, sir. Ski. Let's go. Hey, hey. Come on. Can't save him. Inspector Gadget, DD Porter, RIP. Let's go. You ain't got a hundred. Put a tail on a bitch now, she got a dumb. Inspector Gadget. In the pussy till it sound like macaroni. Yeah, I heard he got grounds, but the nigga corny. Yeah, I could have been a rapper, but the shit boring. Get to looking for a plug while I'm out torn. I got a cold ass bitch at the house snoring. Shit, Inspector Gadget. So much wood turned the house to a cabin. Ooh. Cut it, cut it, cut it. You already know what time it is, man. Don't check your watch. Don't check your phone. Don't check that alarm clock, man. It's time for another episode of The Guiding Light. It's your boy. Your mans. Your main mans. The big homie. D-Hood Jet Life. Man, a.k.a. D-Hood the Don. A.k.a. D-Hood the Goat. A.k.a. D-Hood for short, man. Cue the applause. I feel like LeBron, when he hit that game winner. Ah! Come on. It's the finals right now. You ain't grunt like that in the finals. You ain't really playing. Them, 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 them are war cries right there. When I'm in war mode, I put that war paint on my face. and You might not know about that. You might, you, you, you may not be in, in war mode. You, you know. What's up, y'all? It's been, it's been a while. It's been a while. So I haven't recorded... In uh, probably two months or so, right? Two or so months, maybe even more. Um, it's been it's been a while. It's been a while. Oh, quote of the day. Um, quote of the day. Hmm. Now, I haven't previously written any quotes. Usually I come into a, a recording session with the quote in my mind. But so now I'm either it's going to be from one of my favorite lyrics that I've heard over time. It's going to be something personal that I know. Or sometimes I may even ask someone or, you know, I may look up a quote from a, a famous, you know, musician, artist, painter, poet. You know, there's so many um quotes that you can pick from I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this this right here. You may know this one. 
Life is a beach. I'm just playing in the sand. Life is a beach. I'm just playing in the sand. Now, let's dive into that. Let me write that one out for y'all. Life is a beach. Boom. That first, that, first, that first half of that. Life is a beach. What does that mean for you? What does that mean for you? And then what is personally what it means for me? I want y'all to really think on that. Life is a beach. What does that mean for you? Life, the way we live, what we do, the universe, however you want to phrase it, the world that we live in is crazy 24 fucking seven. It's literally wild 24 seven, right? Rape, murder, robbery. And that's the violent half of it, yeah. Um, Pollution, uh, climate change, you know, um, shortage of workers, staff. Like, the world is wild, man. And it, it, it evolves, yes. Yes, it evolves, but is it, is it always evolving in the right ways, right? I was a person that grew up on rap music. I love, as you can tell from the intro to most of my podcasts, this shit is from rap music. Like every every uh, podcast that I record, I have an intro from an, from an artist, right? I love rap music. I love hip hop music. I love music. Um, I think I went too specific when I said rap music, but... Yeah, I feel like reality rap, trap, quote unquote, I got my air quotes, you can't see me, but the hand air quotes, trap music, trap rap, um, there's so many, like melodic rap, there's literally so many categories to hip hop or being an artist, right? A Boogie with the hoodie, he's an artist, that's why they call him artist. Um, so these guys, yes, um, I feel like most rap about the struggles of their lives. The thing is, um, being poor is you broke. How do I know I'm poor? Like, okay, (laughs) if I grew up without a bed 20 plus years in my life, I get a bed. I I finally am. I I finally go past a mattress store and I'm like, holy shit. There's these things called beds out here, bro. I've been sleeping on my in my sleeping bag and on the floor on a, a mat on the floor. What the fuck? There's a there's an actual mattress store. Um, what? But that's the thing. You had no idea you were poor, right? Because that was that was the thing is that was the norm to you. That was normal for you to to, to do something like that. That was that was completely normal. Right. It was normal for you to just like, all right, fuck it. Like I got four or five siblings. I'm about to sleep on this fucking floor right here with my mat, like lay out a mattress or lay out, lay out my mat or whatever, my comforters or whatever, whatever you're doing. Like, and I'm about to just, that's what, that's what we did. And then you go past something else. Of course you don't know you're poor. You just thought like that shit, that's my fucking every day. That's my normal every day. So yeah, man, that's 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 uh, that concept is wild to me. So life is a beach, right? Um, life. That's we we just broke down the meaning of life, right? 
What does life mean to you? How, how are you living your life to the fullest? Are you truly living your life to the fullest? Question mark. Don't check your Apple Watch. Question mark. Four or five. Send me another emoji. Are you living your life to the fullest? There's guys that 15, 14, shoot somebody right now in prison. Go go in there as a delinquent, as a juvenile. And then you come out, maybe you, well, let's say, okay. So I watched this random documentary uh, a couple days ago. Uh, I think it was called Monsters or something. Um, And it was about these youth uh, offenders having youth offenses and going away for big boy time, right? So they're juvenile delinquents, they're youth, they're, they're minors. You know, it could be... And so I didn't I didn't specify the topic for today, but the topic for today is parenting and parents. But I'm getting to that, right? I just I haven't spoke to you guys a while in a while. I miss you. Um, so this is my spill just to get. I got a lot of shit on my heart right now, like a lot of shit that I just want to spill. So I'm getting to the topic. I'll eventually get to the topic. But give a brother some time, man. Give a brother some time. I'm talking about. All right. So. Um, I watched the documentary, boom, and um, these youth offenders, some were um, foreigners that were crossing over into America. They were second or third generation of, of individuals. And in that process or process C, um, bro, they they thought and we go back to the go back to that bed, de- bed debate. Life is a beach. Right. We go back to that bed debate and. He's he's, you know, this person or that person is sleeping on the floor with six or seven other people in there, bro. It's hot as hell, bro. I can barely eat, you know, and then you go, let's say you go to school, bro. I'm wearing my shoes like are the dirtiest things ever. But hey, I feel I'm happy that I got shoes. And then you see this other guy. Whoa, whoa, this there's this brand called Jordan out here. This is brand called Nike out here. This is Under Armour out here. What, bro? There's not a scuff or a scratch or a mark or, or or anything on your shoes. How did you main? How did you get your shoes like that? Where are those shoes from? How do I get those? Monetary value, yeah, yeah. Like people place a lot on monetary value because so like. It all depends on who you are as an individual. Like, do you, are you money driven? Like, is money, is money the driving force behind, like, who you are as a person? You know, your lifestyle? Yeah, obviously, I feel like if your lifestyle changes, let's say, you know, whatever, whatever. uh, I'm not going to go into specifics with this example. But yeah, let's say your lifestyle changes, I need a bigger house. I need a bigger salary. I need 60K. I need 70K, 100K, four figures, three figures. I need this. I need that because your lifestyle has changed, right? Your lifestyle has changed dramatically. Like it has changed a lot, a lot. So um, in turn, when I say that, um, it, it all depends on you. Like how, how, how much do you place on monetary value? I'm going to tell you, me, life is a beach. Life is a motherfucker. So listen, um, I don't place a lot on monetary value, bro. I don't give a fuck about money, honestly, right? Um, and I say that, and I have to say that with a grain of salt because if my mom heard that, she was like, yo, what the fuck? 
Why the, f- you know, and I've, I've always been like that. I don't give a fuck. You know, I just recently got savings accounts, credit cards and all this shit. Like I wasn't financially literate, literate uh, when I was coming out of high school. I had one account. I had one. Uh, I don't know if it was it was a, I was like a parent plus thing. Like my parent, my mom opened up a, like a debit card for me or a card, credit card, whatever you want to call it for me in high school. And she used to manage my money. Right. I didn't give a fuck about bro. In high school, I'm buying weed. <laughs> I'll be real with you. PSA. I was buying marijuana, McDonald's and gas. That's it. I'm going to my best friend's house. Yo, we're going to smoke. We're going to go to 7-Eleven or we're going to go to McDonald's. Like that's it. And that's was life to me at that age. Right. What the fuck else did I need? You know, I didn't need anything else. I didn't. And again, this is monetary value, monetary fucking value, right? So what do you what do you place? Like, damn, I need the late. There's always a motherfucker like my father, R.P. My father, uh, God rest his soul. He loved shoes. Like he absolutely loved shoes, right? That was his value. He placed life as a beach. I'm just playing in the sand. So his life as a beach moment was shoes. Him, him being in the sand was shoes, right? That made him feel whole. That made him feel great inside. That, that brought up his moral equilibrium. That brought up his moral value. He loved his shoes, right? I'll never take that from anyone, but I'm not about to place my entire, entire, you know, I don't know, this entire, my entire moral code on some fucking shoes. Be, I'm going to be real with you. In high school, I wore flip-flops every day. Not every day. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think this is no my senior year of high school. There's not a day where I didn't wear flip flops. To be real with you, I bro, I'm recording. Right, I have flip. Hold on. <laughs> this to show you that this shit is mad real. These are my flip. I'm I'm banging my flip flops to let you let you motherfuckers know this shit is real. I wore flip flops every day. My I used to go to parties in flip flops. And I didn't realize, bro, I wore my flip-flops so much, I didn't realize that um, that it was a big deal until I got to a party. <laughs> I got to a party and, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's an urban, we'll put quote on her, urban or a black party, you know, with the folks. Um, and uh, they in there throwing it back. I'm like, whoa, I'm trying to catch me one of these to works. She in there throwing that thing back. She dropping that dun dun dun. So I'm like, fuck it. Let me go ahead and go ahead and catch me one of these. I'm trying. I'm trying to swag surf on over there. So boom. <laughs> so boom. I go. I see you know baby girl over there in the corner. You know I I hit um I had lick my two fingers and uh, go across my eyebrows like hey shawty what it do baby. So what they do, baby, you know, and I walk up to her, you know, get my little twerk-a-thon going, you know, boom. But they're like, ah, shit, this motherfucker just stepped on my big toe. I'm like, oh, I'm like, ah, damn, like this, this bitch just stepped on my big toe. I'm gonna let it go. Cause she, you know, she, she hit me with this twerk-a-thon, twerk-a-thon 3000. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. But boom. This bitch stepped on my toe again. I'm like, damn. Ah, shit. I'm going to have to ice. I'm going to have to ice this shit later. 
<sighs> fuck. So I'm like, all right, let me fucking put this shit to a close because if this bitch steps on my toe one more fucking time, <laughs> we gonna be throwing bows up in this motherfucker. So uh, eventually, she didn't step on my she didn't step on my feet again after that. But I'm like, yo, I'm fucking, I'm driving home with the homies, and again, it's either L McDonald's or Taco Bell. Well, I feel like McDonald's was the two four eight Ocho Boys. Like that was that McDonald's was our shit. Like or even no, not even sometimes, bro. The Ocho Boys, we we like to go to fucking Taco Bell sometimes. It's rare. It was either Taco Taco Bell or Seven Eleven, bro. But I'm with I'm with the different crew, and I think I forgot where we were going. I think we were we were going back to the homies crib, and then we were gonna order some B Dubs. I think we were gonna. Uh, I can't remember. I think we we're going back to the homies crib. We're going to order B-dubs and kind of just kick back and then we're sleep over or whatever. Um, and I think that was the, mo- the, the, the motion at the time. So I'm in the car with the homies. I'm like, yo, I forgot I have flip flops on y'all. I was like, oh, girl. Yeah, she was cute or whatever. I would have grabbed her number. But shit, I fucking got toe soreness because this mother, this MF is fucking stepping on my toes all night. So, um. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't really, I'm not really fucking with it right now. I, ca- I can't really get down with her because I'm like, yo, this late, this girl just literally fucking stomped on my toes, man. And it, it hurt. Like it actually hurt like a lot. Um, so yeah, uh, that was my, that was my, that's my flip flop story. And, um, um, that goes back, like I said, monetary values, your value on shoes. Um, excuse me. So I feel like, um, um, going back to the whole shoe debate, yo, so yeah, I always wore flip-flops, high school, that was just my motion, that's just what I did, I was, a, I'm a lazy ass, I'm gonna be real with you, the reason I haven't recorded in two or three months is because I'm a lazy ass, I'm a lazy ass when it comes to life sometimes, I just don't give a fuck all the time, I'm like, I'm like a 73, 74% kind of kid, and then hey, like, that was cool for me, um, um, my mom and uh, she used to before she got married. She used to date this guy for a really long time, and you know they used to call me like you're a half ass, like you love half assing it. And I'm like, you know what? I love that you guys thought of me enough to give me a nickname. That's actually extremely sweet of you guys that you thought so much of me. Oh, they give me a nickname. I don't give a fuck what the nickname meant. Um, it meant that I fucking don't try. Thank you. Thank you. I don't try. I try just enough to get by. How has that worked out for you? Not so fucking well. Not so fucking well, honestly. Maybe if... Uh, I- I'll put in the 74%. I'm going to be real with you. I'll put a 74% in there and hope I get the 6, 6% on the back end. Maybe a 7%, 7 or 8%, because I think right now in my life, I need that extra 7% to get to like an 82. If I'm, if I'm at an 82%, I'm, I'm cool. But yeah, I'll initially, I'll put in at least 74%. You'll get a hard 74%. You, if you get 66% for me, dude... It was it was an off week for me. It, I yo, know, if you get a solid sixty six for me, I'm sorry. Then yeah, then just forget about me at that point because I I really I really really didn't give a fuck. 
<laughs> if, I give, if I give you a 66%, sorry, dog. Hey, sorry, man. Sorry about that one, bud. But you can always expect a 74% out of me. A solid, um, is that a, what's a, a solid C plus is a 76. I am a C minus kind of guy, right? Um, a 72, wait, what did I say? 74%? Yes, I think 70 to 72 to 73-ish is a, is a hard C. But a 74 is, I think a 74 to 75 is a C minus, and then anything above that is a C plus, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can, you can, you can definitely get a hard C minus out of me. I feel like that's what I'm built for. I'm built to be a C minus kind of guy. Um, over time, maybe uh, if I love you or if I like try, uh, if I if I want to learn the ways of you as a person, I can give you an 86, 87, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be a lot of scratching. It's going to be a lot of clawing. It's going to be a lot of heckling. It's going to be a lot of just... <laughs> Hoopla! Sounds like a lot. Hoopla! Anyway, life is a beach. So, boom, beach. 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 You remember Pac-Man on the on the arcade? arcade game when you lost your last life or you're at dave and busters and you're like shooting the little arcade gun game and you just reload 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 and then you fucking lose game over (laughs) i'm amped up i'm sorry i i am extremely amped up because I'm glad to be in a recording space. Like sometimes I literally have these thoughts and and um I don't write them down. I just keep grinding. Like I literally just keep grinding, right? And I never do anything with these thoughts. I'm like, man, I wish I could do this or when I wish I could do that. And I'm waiting for something to happen. Stop. Life is a beach. I'm just playing in the sand. What is your beach moment? My beach moment when I'm laying in the laying in the sand is don't don't wait for anything to hit you. Hit that motherfucker first. Hit that motherfucker first. Mother, I'm tired of these goddamn snakes on this motherfucking plane. What's in your wallet? So my beach moment is not waiting for anybody to do anything. Um, I used to be a kid, right? A kid, a person, individual, a black man, strong, 6'2", dark chocolate. Um, man, that was like, all right, um, I got to wait for my buddy to do this. I got to wait for my buddy to do that. I got to text a buddy to do this. I'm, I don't think I'm at the stage where like I'm in a, a point in my life where I'm going to go to the movies by myself. I don't think I'm that alone, but uh, I'll go to the mall by myself. Um I used to have to always go to the mall with at least four or five friends. I used to always have to go um, to the movies with the least. I still, I'm still kind of like that, bro. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't just be 
bro, I really feel like you got to really love yourself. And I don't think I'm there yet. I think I'm working on it to be, and that sounds mad superficial. I know it, and I'm sorry, it's kind of gross and disgusting. But yeah, bro, I, I don't think I'm at a stage where like I would go to the movies by myself, just because, bro, like the movies to me always signified like my friendships and where I was kind of in life. Like, like I always loved going to the movies. That that was one of uh. So again, going back to my childhood. So topic today, parents. Hello. Um, um, my, uh, my mom and a guy, she was gay. I, I, I got, I, I, I can't say unofficially that I felt like they were married, right? They had the whole house bit. Um, we had like, you know, cars, cars, you know, we had like a lot going on. It was really nice, you know, but, and I'm kind of diving really deep, like really personal right now. Um, I can't, I can't say they were married because they weren't right that it was it was a long standing relationship yes but it was never officially capped off i felt like and um and i'm diving deep into my mom's personal life ew um but it was never capped off and i think that's what my mother was waiting for for a really long time was that la- i think it didn't i felt like bro they could have been living in a trailer park fucking a fucking a uh, little outhouse a little shed in the back but as long as she had like a ring to know, you know, to solidify that, okay, yeah, like this is eternal and you love me. You can say, yeah, like I love you for L, you know, I love you for L gang, 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 gang. Like I love you like that. But I don't know. I think, I think men feel a certain way. Like, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna break this down into two or three things. Cause I've been to about five maybe eight or nine weddings maybe I don't know like I'm not I'm not an expert on love right I took a couple psychology courses but I'm not a fucking expert on love right sometimes I can see an outside perspective but again I'm 74% bro like if if I feel like I need to get to a 77 or 78% yeah like maybe I'll get to a 3% better you know but um again, I don't really give a fuck. I just, I kind of came in for, uh, you know, partying bullshit, you know, uh, that's, that's about it. That's all I was came to do. Um, so, um, I feel like women need that validation as far as a ring goes, because that ring, bro, you put that ring on, you're chopping off your dick. Let's be real. You, I feel like guys feel like, yo, they put that ring on, yo, my dick is gone. This is the most explicit I've ever got on this podcast. And I'm sorry, I don't even know who really listens to this. But you put that ring on, I feel like guys are chopping off their chub. Like, that's how that's how they feel. The shaft is gone. Everything is gone at that point when they put that ring on. Right? But it's like, bro, you've been with her for five or six years, bro. Your shaft has been chopped the fuck off. You know, let's be real. Be real with yourself, bro. It's been it's been chopped the fuck off. But it's like not it's 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 unofficially chopped right? It's unofficially chopped and you still have these minions, right? You still have these minions available to you. And that's a sense of comfort. Like, okay, yeah, this thing can go awry. It hasn't gone awry in four or five years, but uh, apparently I've just, you know, one, one day it's just going to go awry and then boom, like I'm, I have all these minions just to fall back on. 
And then I can have my bar stories about, yeah, man, I let her go. You know, I shouldn't have let her go. And, well, <laughs> you know, I, just, I was confused at the time and blah, blah. It's hard. First and foremost, it's hard. It's, it's, but the thing is, it's hard on both sides. It's, it's hard for women, too, bro. They're fucked, bro. Women are hot. We, we, we expect so much out of women. So much out of women. So fucking much out of women. I need you to be a nurturer. I need you to nurture the kids. I need, uh, I need you to, to be, um, there for them emotionally, physically. I need you to do this. And not only that, okay, not only do you have to raise these little three fur, three or four, five, six, seven fur balls I got running around this motherfucker, but I need you to be emotionally there for me as well. And not only that, let's say, let's say you're the first generation college, right? Or first generation high school graduate or first generation person to have a big, big boy job, you know, whatever that big boy job is to you. Life is a beach. Remember, what is your beach moment? Your beach moment is whatever job you got. Okay. Let's say you're a nurse. Let's say you're fucking a plumber. Let's say you're a firewoman or fireman or fucking whatever, you know, what the fuck ever a police officer, fucking security guard, whatever the fuck that means to you, whatever your beach moment as a job means to you, what the fuck is it, right? So not only do I have to dedicate myself to my work, you know, whatever it is, 40 plus hours, 50 plus hours, but I have to dedicate myself to my family, a husband, and and that's your intermediate family. That's your intermediate family, right? So that's, that's your intermediate family right there. But what about your extended family, your mother, your stepmother? You have a stepmom now, right? You have a stepmom now. You might, or not a stepmother, a mother-in-law. Sorry, a, mo- a mother-in-law, um, uh, a father-in-law, uh, a brother-in-law, sister-in-law. Oh my God, who are you fucks, right? Who the fuck? Ah, oh, shit. Right. So now I have this extended family. Then I have this alternative family. And it's like, whoa, man, like this is a lot for me to process. I'm still I've been waiting to be a security guard all my life. I came to protect and serve. Right. You finally got this job, this breakthrough job. Now, fuck, I've already left. I've already had to leave work twice this week to go check on fucking little Bubba because little Bubba is fucking running around crazy breaking shit, tearing shit up, breaking ankles, breaking his arm. Little Bubba's getting on my fucking nerves. But dad can't deal with little Bubba. Dad wants you to deal with little Bubba, right? What the fuck? So um, that's a lot. That's, a, that's what we expect from women. And it's like, yeah, but I just want to be around. But I still want to be like the boys. Right, we still teeing up on Saturday. We still, uh, we still full sin, bro. Full fucking sin, bro. Woo! Right. You still want to feel like that as a guy, bro. And 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 I get it, bro. Like, let the good times roll. You're on the beach. You're laying in the beach. And not only am I on the beach, I want my pina colada on the beach. I just want to put one or two toes um, in the sand. I, I want to fucking maybe two or three dives in the water. It's salt water, but fuck it. I'm in the water. Your beach moment. This is your beach moment. Kodak, take a picture, please.
This is this is me uh, doing a flash. Is that how you, you do it? It's it's a Polaroid. So hold on, give it give it a second for the fucking film to come out. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys still want to feel like a guy. Like I don't want to feel like the titles that I am under. I don't want to feel like um. I don't even know what fucking professions are. I don't want to feel like the dude at the gym that I am 24-7. I, am, I don't want to feel like fucking the, the guy at the gas station that I am 24-7. I don't want to feel like, fuck, I don't even know what jobs are out there. I don't want to feel like this car salesman 24-7. I don't want to feel like that, right? I want to feel when I'm hanging out with my friends like... The single guy that I am, I fucking spend $90 of treatment on my hair, acknowledge my hair, please. Um, And I want to feel like fucking I'm still cool, like I'm still a bachelor. Good for you, bro. Right. That's that's what that is. That's what that in turn is what that is. Now, let's say let's double this. Right. Your mother in law fucking hates who you are as a person. Your father in law fucking hates who you are as a person. So now you're packed in even more. And I got to go see these little ugly fucks on fucking Thanksgiving. Not only on Thanksgiving, I got to see your ugly little fucking family on Christmas. Not only do I have to see your little ugly fucking family on Christmas, I got to see your ugly fucking family on Easter. I got to see your ugly fucking family at every fucking holiday. Oh, my God. Look, there's your ugly fucking cousin oh fuck there's your ugly fucking uncle oh fuck there's this ugly fucking duckling little fucking kids yay i get to see your ugly fucking family shit bro that's tough not only that i gotta deal with your mom bashing me the entire time and she can't even fucking cook i don't like your food lady it sucks shit but as as that person's husband, as that person's wife, as that person's daughter-in-law, as that person's whatever, br- uh, brother-in-law, sister-in-law, uncle-in-law, law, 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 you have to fucking suck it the fuck up and get through the holidays. Parenting 101. You got to get through it. That's it, man. You got to get through it no matter what the situation is, right? You got to think, yeah, it's going to fucking suck, but it's only going to fucking suck for maybe an hour or two of your life, maybe four or five hours, bro. Suck it the fuck up. You know, it sucks. Yeah. But like, hey, what the fuck else were you going to do? You know, you know, it, it, it's it's one of those things when you get married or when you again, we're talking about marriage, your own beach moments. I've we're going to talk about playing in the sand in just a second. We're going to get to the second half of that quote. But um, how did how how did your parents raise you? Did your parents I know one thing for sure um, and it's fucking annoying, but I know every time my mom or who like, you know, my parents had events or let's say I was at, you know, my aunt's house um, and uh, someone was leaving. Hey, can you make sure so and so gets to the car? Can you make sure so-and-so fucking gaps that bag? Can you call a fucking so for so-and-so? Can you make up the bed for so-and-so? Like, that's how it was, right? That's how it always was as, you know, for my family or, you know, uh, what I was doing. Like, I felt, um, I've always felt as a kid that I've had a lot on my shoulders. Um, and I don't want to make this too personal, but yeah, like, 
Um, I don't know if other people have felt like that or anybody. I'm saying this point because I this is how I truly feel. I felt like as a kid um, and I, I didn't really feel the pressures maybe like at 16 or even in high school. In high school, I never really felt the pressures of anything. I would say my early is I don't even is that still adolescence, early 20s? I don't know. Or I would say my young adult years from 21 on down. And I'll, I'll put a pinch of 22 in there. From 21 on down, I really felt the pressure to set examples, um, set my family, you know, legacy forward and progression to get an education, to be to be well-rounded, to be who I could be. Um, I felt a lot of pressure. For, I'll say 22 on down. And realistically, you know, um, if if you go the significant college route, yeah, like four years and out or whatever the case may be, um, um, I don't think that's everyone's trajectory. Again, you could be, you know, first generation, second generation college or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be, fourth or fifth. Shit, I don't fucking know. You know, um, I, 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 um, I really I really felt the pressure from 22 on down. I'll say. Um, I've, I've dealt with the pressure well at times and I folded under the pressure. Um, I think it took me a long time. And then again, I'm going a lot of personal, personal beef with this, but I think it took me a long, long time to really get my footing as far as in the world. So as the world goes, as you know, we talked about the universe and planet and planet earth, you know, all all these things, all these things took me a long time to understand and understand how, um, understand how things work in nature versus nurture, the man versus universe, man versus man. I think it took me so fucking long. And but the thing is, I wouldn't trade my I would trade moments of my journey because I'm like, man, I, I, I hate it that I had to go through certain things. But I wouldn't trade it because it was my journey. Right. And fucking look at look at how I am now. Right. I, I, I don't feel um I don't feel a certain way when I go into rooms with people. I don't feel any discomfort or anything like that. Like I feel unapolog- unapologetically myself in any any in any in any sense that I'm in because of the shit that I've been through, bro. It's been hard, you know. Um I've touched on some really serious topics and I'll, and the more I record and get to this recording process, I'll go deeper into those topics. But yeah, bro, I felt like um as a kid, or even you know what, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna broaden this because I made it so specific towards me, in general, right? Let's say, um, sports figures. After, I, I I don't want to I don't so, I love this podcast, right? And I'm a black man, yes. Um, um, uplifting other black men, of course, right? Um, but I don't want to always make this thing about race. And I, and I, and I get that we're, uh, you know, U.S., America, you know, a race is always a topic because fucking you get you get to top topics in, in uh, topics of prohibition and slavery and, and uh, Louisiana purchases and, and a lot of U.S. history stuff. So it's, it, it comes it comes to a point where it's like, shit, man, like. Uh, sometimes people want to know your story. People want to know like what you've been through of what, you know, of how you felt or how you were able to deal with certain things. And, and uh, man, like I, I would love to know this, this and this, but be real to be real with you. I think those topics are very sensitive. Yeah. Those, those topics elicit emotion, which I think we all, you know, 
I don't think I'm not, I'm not going to say we're all emotional creatures or emotional beings, because I feel like I've met some people that have cut off certain feelings or cut off, you know, feelings for people. Then they just don't give a fuck. They're, they're, they're indifferent in the ways where they just don't really care. Um, God, I went on a crazy tangent. I'm kind of losing my thought. But I was going to give an example of. So this falls under parenting, grandparents or anything like that. This is a style of. Uh, authoritative or, you know, authoritative is kind of very specific. That's I'm not going to go too deep into that. But the, the style of parenting where I'm forcing my dreams upon you, I never fulfilled my being as an individual. So I'm forcing these dreams upon you and I'm putting all my energy into you. So that's one thing, bro. When I was coming up 16 and fucking pregnant was the fucking show. 16 and pregnant was like the show. And it's so stupid that that was one of my favorite shows because honestly, in the back of my mind, yo, I was fucking these hoes, bro. And again, my bad, super explicit. But hey, I was banging some chicks out here, bro. I was doing my thing. I was laying the pipe, laying the wood, whatever you want to call it, bringing the peck, bringing the pain, whatever the fuck you want to call it, stroking the shaft, hugging the balls. That's what I was doing, bro. Um... Um, and I was nervous, bro. Sometimes, uh, I'm gonna be real with you. Parenting styles again, parenting one-on-one shout out to my mom, Andrea Porter Burt. Right. So, um, my mom bought me condoms and it was the most awkward shit of my fucking life. Why is that weird? This is your mother. Your mother gave you birth. I don't know what fucking part of the placenta uterus, whatever the fuck is going on down there. The fucking vag. You know, what the fuck is going on down there? But your mother gave you birth. Your mother bathed you. Your mother fucking wiped your ass. Your mother fucking healed you when you were sick. You know, it shouldn't be awkward. You live with your mother for fucking all your life. Why is this weird? It should never be weird. So I felt so awkward because my mom's like, okay, son, we're at, I think we're at Costco or Sam's Club or whatever the fuck we're at. And she like bought me condoms. And I'm like, oh my God, mom, this is fucking weird for me. So <laughs> we get to the register and she buys me this big thing of condoms and I'm like, so you just know I'm out here fucking like I'm fucking like, you know that. Right. Um, but in turn, again, I had talked about uh, my mother uh, parenting uh, playing. And so we're now we're playing in the sand. We're at the second half of that quote of the day. We're playing in the sand. Um, my mother Again, that relationship that I had talked about. So first of all, if you know my mom, don't fucking tell her that I was talking about her this whole podcast because she might make me take it down. And I feel like this is really good content. So um, playing in the sand. So the guy she was dating, I'm not going to drop a name. I'm not going to name drop. Um, we're, you know what? We're going we're gonna to call him uh, Larry. We're going to call this guy Larry. So Larry bought me condoms when I was in eighth grade. Was I fucking in eighth grade? No. Was I lying about fucking in eighth grade? You damn right I was. Actually, I was lying about fucking in like sixth grade. Yeah, I'm out here fucking. I'm fucking. I'm smashing. I'm having sex. I'm doing the Humpty Dump. I'm humping. Yeah, sex over here happening right now. Yeah, me. That's what I do. Let's bang. We ain't making love. What? Wait, hey, what 50 Cent say? Okay, we're going to pause. But anyway. So six, I don't know, I think it was sixth, seventh or eighth grade. He bought me condoms and I didn't know what to do with them. That was his, that was his father moment of, that was his black parenting moment for him. 
So I'll pat him on the back because um, he bought me condoms, right? He bought me condoms and uh, it was a three pack in the box and he took out one and he showed, he put his finger and he showed me how to use it. Like he not, like he put his, like his hand, his digits, and he literally put the condom over one of his, his fingers. And I'm like, oh, whoa. Okay. And then he's like, but you know, make sure this part of the condom is up and that's how, you know, it works, it works or whatever. I'm going to be real with you in sixth grade. I wasn't even watching pornography. Um, I was, I'm going to be real with you, bro. I was still playing with action figures. I still enjoyed wrestling. I still enjoyed WWE. I still enjoyed WrestleMania. And I was embarrassed by that fact a little bit because I felt like when you get to sixth grade, girls are wanting like kiss and girls want to hold hands. Yo, first and foremost... Don't hold my hands with your clammy ass cold fucking hands. You got the meat sweats. P- chick, please don't fucking touch me. Okay? Don't fucking kiss me. My mom doesn't like that shit. I don't like that shit. Don't be kissing me. Thank you. So, I was still playing. I had a big toy thing of of John Cena was my favorite fucking action figure, bro. I had the official John Cena replica action figure, and my mom used to call this thing a doll. First and foremost, baby, this ain't no doll. This is a a John Cena action figure. And not only was it the John Cena action figure, it came with the WrestleMania WWE official belt, and it had the spinner belt on there. Thank you. And not only did I have my John Cena official action figure from the WWE with my official John Cena uh, belt that was the replica belt that was on my action figure, bitch, I had the official fucking John Cena belt myself. And yeah, uh, when I used to play with my John Cena action figure, thank you very much, action figure, not doll. It's not a fucking Barbie. It's not a fucking Ken. It's none of that shit. It's a fucking action figure. Thank you. Uh, so boom, I used to fucking play with that and have my fucking official belt on and spin that motherfucker while I was playing. So yeah, that's what I was doing in sixth grade. But I was embarrassed by that because fucking things are moving so fast. I felt like I had just moved to a different area the year before and I'm getting adjusted to this area. And I felt like people are fucking fast, bro. Like girls want to go on dates. And I'm like, bro, I don't know what a date is. They want to go on dates. They want to hold hands in the hallways. They want to hug me. Yo, baby girl, what are you doing? Oh, yo, I'm still playing with action figures, bro. I'm not trying to fucking be hugging on chicks, bro. Please don't touch me. And so, yeah, I think that's where I was at that point in life. And it was it was awkward for me. Um, I didn't know what it was, what it meant to have a girlfriend. I think I had a, a cell phone. Yeah. Um, and in this time period, but I think I would only call my cousins like I would be on the phone with my. Co- you know what? I'm lying. There was a girl that is really true. I feel like, I don't know if she remembers this, but if I bring it up, maybe she'll remember. Um, Sixth grade, I had this two girls. It was two girls I used to talk to all the time in sixth grade. And we used to literally talk for hours on the phone. And um, um, I wanted to be with her, yes, but I didn't know what it meant to be with her, quote unquote, right? I wanted to be boyfriend and girlfriend with her, but I didn't know what that meant to be boyfriend and girlfriend. I thought we were boyfriend and girlfriend because literally we would talk on the, I would talk, like, I felt like I would talk on the phone with her the most. Well, it was two different people, but I felt like they were like my best of friends. Like we would just talk on the phone for hours. 
And I'm like, bro, this what I'm. <laughs> I, mind you, I'm with a ninth grade. You're 14, so maybe I'm 10 years old at the time. I'm like, this is what it means to be in love. This is love. This is love. So um, I was in love with her, yes, but I didn't know what that meant to be in love, right? But I'm thinking this is what it means. It means talking on the phone all the time and fucking telling her that you like her. So yeah, that's what I was doing um, at the time. But again, I'm still playing with these action figures. My step, I call him my stepdad, you know, because he he stepped in as a role. Um, I had two dads at the time. I felt like I had my actual father and then I had Larry, you know, who the example we talked about or uh, uh, earlier. And, and I know we had talked about authoritative parenting and I can't remember the other, I know it's passive. And then there's the, uh, the, in the middle ground, I can't think of what it's called, but he was in the middle ground where, he would give me leeway him and I think him and my mom. Um, my mom had me, I think, really early in life. I'm not sure. Um, I, I remember she had to go through like night school or something like that. I'm not entirely sure. I can't remember the full fledge behind that. But my my parents were babies and they had a baby pretty much. And I think they were kind of figuring the thing out. And so by the time she met Larry, she kind of had a footing on how to be a parent. Um, and again, uh, pl- we're playing in the sand. So play. Right. We're going to press play. We're, we're not pausing. We're not rewinding. We're not fast. You know, fast forwarding. We're not, you know, whatever. We're pressing play. So play. Um, she had to, she had to understand what it meant to be a parent, you know, at a very young age. And I think that's a lot of stories for babies having babies. I, t- I talked about 16 and pregnant because, you know, we had went to the store, got these condoms and I have and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, you know, uh, I had one or two. I had this kind of sounds crazy, but I had a couple pregnancy scares in high school that shook the shit out of me, bro. I'm like, bro, I'm not ready to be a father because I don't know what it means to be. I don't even know what it means to be a man. I think, I don't even think I had a job on my four years in high school, my four years in high school or anything. I never really had a job. I had chores. Yes. But, um, I don't, you know, I, I, I never really considered that to be, um, life skills, not, not looking at the broader picture. Yeah, it really was. It was some life skills to do that shit, but I never really, um, had a job. Um, so I'm like, bro, first and foremost, I got to get a job. And I told you guys earlier, I'm a C minus guy. You're expecting a dude that gets a C minus to get a job and have a family and to be 16 or 17 to have a job, a family, you got to think about houses or apartments, bro. You can't, are you going to stay with your mom? So you were, you were out here fucking slaying or doing whatever to these girls. And now I have to, I have to take care of your kid and you, and I have a job, wife duties. We talked about it. And I have a job. I have a family. I have the family in the house. That's this husband, this mother-in-law, this father-in-law, this this job I've been waiting for. And now I got to take care of your ass. That's more of a bill. That's more of a chore. That's more of a hassle because you couldn't wrap your willy up. Yeah, I get it, bro. You may have really loved this girl and you may you you might have been really passionate, whatever the moment may be, whatever the moment bring you at that time. Yeah. Awesome, bro. 
But now look how much is going on in your life. And then you just made it way harder for yourself because you're not fully educated and you, your mind isn't even mentally developed. What they say, like your 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 forebrain, your your left and creative side of your your hind brain, your brain itself doesn't fully develop to what, tw- what 21 or tw- 21 and 24, 25 for some guys. Right. They always say girls mature faster than than guys because nature nurture and parenting styles i feel like that it matters with that right how how did your parents raise you did they raise you to be uh are you are you uh a francine are you a a leanne you know like whatever whatever the camp whatever where that comes in uh wherever that comes in at like you know it kind of matters on how your parents you know raise you and it, it matters how their parents raise them right um there there has been numerous examples that I can go back to that I've seen in television or in real life or whatever the case may be that um, someone was like, yo, I don't want to be like my parent. I don't want to raise my kids how my parents raised me because maybe it was too fast. It was too explicit. It was too much, too much exposure. It was whatever it was. It was too raw for me at the time. And so I have to take a step back. And I want to I want to slowly integrate my my son, daughter, you know, whatever into into this life at a at um, at a, a good rate, a normal rate um, that I feel um, is good and that they can progress. Um, so um, play. We're still pressing play. Um, yeah, man, I, I think um, how you were brought up isn't necessarily going to be how you raise a kid. And um, it, it all depends on who you are, your moral compass inside of you, how your heart is um, to be, you know, who you want to be in this life and who you want to be as a parent in this life and who you want to raise, um, um, who you want to raise, how you want to raise this person. That's that's your person at the end of the day. That's that's a person that you have complete control over and complete. So either you can fuck that person over or, or make them one of the greatest people. They could either be um, uh, that we talked about that prison documentary earlier. They can be rotten in a jail cell for 15 or 20 years or they can be the president of the United States. They can be homeless, smoking crack on the side of the road. Or they can fucking, I don't know, they can be a secretary or something. Uh, They can be, fuck, I don't, (laughs) they can be, uh, I don't know, they can be whatever you mold them to be, right? They can be whatever you mold that person to be. Um, And I think that matters um, in the term because kids need that love. And 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 people can sense it. Dogs can sense it. People can sense it. Kids can sense it. Everyone can sense energy. Energy is always in motion, right? Um, what I don't know. Was this? Uh, there's laws of theories. Laws of theories of motion of of everything, right? That energy is always in motion. So, um, if you come in and and someone can tell by your facial expressions, your nonverbals, that your energy is off. And when your energy is off, they can sense that, you know, it's been a tough day. Now, if they put that energy in you into you to 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 combat your day, bro, that that one percent of that person trying to combat your day can also alter 
alter someone from, let's say, someone's about to, yo, you know, um, suicide and mental health is always really huge. So let's say someone's about to fucking jump off a cliff, right? And he's hoping one person stops him, looks him in his eye and say, hey, man, how are you? How are you today? How is your day? Are you okay? One person. One person can change. One person can change the world by just saying, hey, bro, are you okay? That's it. That's all I really have to say. Are you okay? Right? And that, and that energy that you just put into the world just change the cycle of the world, right? And and that's so deep um, of a thought because you just literally saved this. This person was going to end their life today. So think about it, man. Think about who you want to be as a person. Think about who you are as a person. Are you happy with who you are? If you are, man, that's great. Keep thriving. Keep being you. Keep being unapologetically yourself. Keep being that person. Because that person is is special. That person is you. So keep being that person. Um, Keep putting great energy out in the world. Check on your friends. Check on your family. Right? R.I.P. Robin Williams, R.I.P. D.D. Porter, the guy from the intro of this song. Um, I love that song. I didn't even know the guy had passed away. I just was, again, scrolling through his music, and I saw that he passed away. Rest in peace to a lot of people out there, man. There's been a lot of lost souls in this world um, because they didn't have the right guidance, you know, because life dealt them a bad hand, and they felt like they were lost, and it was it was moments where they felt like they couldn't be saved or their innocence was gone because of too much exposure to the world. So if you can put that energy, that special energy that you have and harness that and put that energy into something so special, um, then you could change the world. And honestly, believe that. And if you, you believe that and you have that mindset, the power of the mind is truly amazing. If you have that energy and you have that mindset, you're unstoppable. So that's about it, man. Until next time. Until next time, my peeps. Love. We out.